Hello and welcome to another episode of Fool's Daily. Uh, it is I, Richard Burton, and I am joined by my very own Liz Taylor. Hello. Hello, Liz. I'm speaking from the netherworld. Are you? So am I, surprisingly. <laughs> Where's your Welsh accent gone? Hello, boy. That used to get me going. It's because I like I used to pretend you were a sheep. <laughs> Hello, Conrad. Hello. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. I'm. Uh, I don't know whether I've got a cold or I'm suffering from hay fever again, having not suffered from it last year. So I'm uh, contemplating. I'm going to give it a couple of days, and then I might have to go and uh, talk to the acupuncturists again. So basically, what we're doing, what what this is, what Full Daily has now degenerated into is. Comrade's medical problems, <laughs> which frankly are only going to get worse as he gets older. Hey, we could fill a whole week with that, couldn't we? <laughs> yes, all be back, all be wrists. Not me wrists. Any other bits of me? El- me well, it's me arms, really, I suppose. <laughs> Your arms. I've got tennis elbow. Um, anything else that you know that you've got problems with? My hernia hasn't popped, so that's good. Oh, that's good. How about your piles? Piles are okay. Excellent. Right, we've got no listeners left now. That's all right. <laughs> Welcome to Getting Older. Yes, Getting Old with Mike and Conrad. <laughs> or Conrad and Mike. Oh, that dear, look. Look what happened there. What? I slipped. It's got purple on the black. Oh, cleaned up, cleaned up. Wicked away. So... That would imply that you're painting. I am painting whilst we record, sir. But that would also imply that you've got your painting mojo back. I I have, I, and I think it boils down to painting stuff that you want to, which we've said before many a time. No, we, 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 we have talked about it before, and... Well, that's good. So, why are you painting? What are you painting at the moment, then? Uh, I'm painting my relic knights up, my uh, black diamonds. Oh. And uh, I've done uh, the black dragons, which are sort of forty or fifty mil base figures. I've done a character figure. I've done the cipher. Um, I've actually finished the suspect seven unit as well. And nice. I'm currently, I figured, I've. I've Use the airbrush on the uh, black, whatever it is called, the Diamondback, which is the big eighty mil. Oh, that's the big, yeah, the big robot thing. I, yeah. I'm going to go back to that because I, I'm not happy with with what's happened with it. So uh, uh, I will be giving that some TLC as well, and I'm probably going to spray a lot of it black again and see where it goes. Because the the one thing I haven't learned how to do with an airbrush is to build up. The coats. It might be that if I just do a black wash over it, it might sort of sort it out a bit. Right. Um, but it these are predominantly black, and I've sort of used a bluey black and a going up to a grey for the highlighting on the black. Right. Um, but the spray on this is has come out that it's pretty much covered in grey, really. <laughs> so, okay. so I don't think that's suitable. Okay, well, does it look a bit speckly? Um, no, not really, which is quite pleasing, but um, it's predominantly grey. I, I, can't, oh, I, I cannot right. see any black in it 
anywhere. So I could go and try and do some black lining, for instance, and see how that go looks. But I've got a funny feeling that I know how it will look. Right. Based okay. on painting experience from before sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I've been working on this, the, it's, what's, he's not his Relic Knight, is he? He's something else. What are they called? Questing. Questing Knight. And I didn't really think that much of the figure, uh, if I'm honest. Um, but he goes with the cipher and I've been playing with him. So I thought, let's paint him. And as I've painted him, um, I'll probably finish him this week. I kind of fallen in love with with the figure because it's uh, it's actually quite a nice figure. Um, there's a huge cloak on the back which I really thoroughly painted, and I I've used um, zenithal lighting the undercoat underneath it to accentuate the shadows and highlights on the cloak. Um, I've never used it before properly because what you're meant to do with Xenophil is use very translucent coats over it, over paint, so that the Xenophil, the undercoat essentially, and the Xenophil undercoat takes care of the shading and also helps it and helps you as a painter to do the shading and highlighting um, better. Right. Okay. So people can people can look at your Twitter feed and see some pictures mm. of this cloak because it is lovely. What you've done. Explain what you mean by zenithal highlighting. Uh, zenithal highlighting. It's it's a it's um. Oh, I'm not technical enough for it, but bas- basically, it's to do with the way the light falls on it on on a an object. Right. Um, and you mimic that. Um, so I spray black undercoat generally. Uh, okay. You mimic that. So black undercoat, and then I. What you're meant to do is probably put grey and then white, but I've actually just put white on top of it. Um, and it's a white undercoat spray done from the top down, but you're not completely covering the model. You're just doing a couple of bursts of it. So the tops the high points of the model are picking up the white at that point. Um, okay. Which is where, spookily enough, where the light would fall as well, or where the light falls on the model, model as well. So, so that, Okay, so you use it as sort of a guide then? Uh, yes, but it is, a, it is a known technique in, in figure painting as well. Okay. Um, and what you're meant to do at that point is use that when you start base coating so I've done it before and I've seen the effect but I've not really taken any note of it but with the expanse and the area of the cloak I thought right let's give it a go Um, and it's probably one of the first proper painting videos I watched it was a French guy off uh, a miniature mentor video that I got Um, and I think they call it juicing Um, but you use very translucent coats um, a number of coats, so your right. your paint is very thin, so you won't get an immediate coverage. It takes layers of translucent paint to, to actually build up a a proper coat as such. But because the paint is translucent, it's taking on the, the shade of the undercoat underneath. So clearly, where it's black, you're going to get a darker base coat, and where it's white, you'll get a, a lighter base coat. Right. Um, and where it's in between, you'll obviously get an in-between base coat. Uh, 
Yeah. I mean, I, I've tried that technique a couple of times. Um, I think once with some success, which was on the um, a skin of my Malifaux Executioner model. And then I've tried it on other things as well, and it's just gone horribly wrong. I find controlling the paint flow exceptionally difficult because you've made it so thin that it just, you know, it flows everywhere. So are you loading your brush up too much? Maybe, maybe that's what it, maybe that's what it is. I did, you know, I'm not a big fan of watching painting videos, but I did watch one and he was take then he was he would load paint on his brush and then take most of it off again yeah i mean i've got uh, a piece piece of blue roll at the at the side of me and, and basically excess paint is rolled off onto that um it always seems such a waste of paint <laughs> i kind of agree with you but in terms of um brush control and paint control it's a huge help because as soon as you if you've got too much paint on the brush obviously what what will happen is it will start pooling um yeah. And you end end up with splodges. So, yeah, very worth worthwhile doing uh, is getting rid of the excess, basically, because uh, it helps greatly. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a it is a it's a very good technique. Um, it does take a long time to build up stuff, though. Well, I I found it that I mean I was, I've tweeted this because uh, Joel was asking me about it and. Uh, I don't really think it's taken any longer to to paint this than normal techniques because the paint coat is so translucent and you'll see in videos where that you know where pro painters are using this they're they're essentially blowing the paint dry um, and essentially what as soon as you put the brush stroke down part of it's already part of the paint is already dried anyway and if if you blow um, on it with your you know you know with your breath. Um, it's it's dried, so you can make a second swipe, or go to another area, cover that, and then come back to it. That you know your first area, and uh, it's ready for to take paint on anyway. Okay. Let's pause the. Re- yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those things, isn't it? It's a payoff between what you want to get out of painting. I mean, because for many, obviously, for many people, just doing. A simple three-layer, don't worry about the graduation type thing is, you know, a, still a very good tabletop standard. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, you're, that the, the cloak looks exquisite. Thank, it really did. Thank you very much. I mean, I think it it also reflects the the enjoyment I'm getting out of painting the figure. So hmm. um, there was a point in time. I mean. I, I've I've used a number of techniques on this. I've used um, Reaper Miniatures translucent paints for the first time. Now, I bought these right. ages ago after attending a course at my first Gen Con with, um, I think it was Marika, actually. And that's Marika. That's Marika, Marika Reimer, Reimer, yeah. yeah. Um, and if you've... Should we have a, cl- should we have a clang there? A uh, clang! <laughs> <laughs> so... Anyone who is familiar with her work knows the quality of painter that she is. And one of the things that she taught me on this uh, on this class was the fact that you use tints of the the dominant colour on the figure, for instance, uh, in other areas, in in other colours of paint as well. So 
you know, if you're if you're predominantly at red, you'll you'll use a, a tint of red in in other areas as well. Now, that may sound strange, but and it may sound as though you are going to completely change the colour of you know a different colour, as it were. Um, obviously, when you add red to some something, it might completely change the colour. But that's that's where it is. It's about the amount of paint that you actually add to this this uh, to, to to the other colour. Um, but she also uses these translucent um, paints, and they are like thinned. I don't even know if they're in, inks or not, uh, but are just a drop of that into your the colour that you're using will give it a slight tint. So. With this black, I actually put a load of black with purple um, right. and matte medium and washed it all over. But what that did was it dropped the highlights quite substantially. So I've had to go back and go over the highlights on the black. Um, and it's actually it's actually come out better, <laughs> would you believe, having done that. And the black's got a, a slight tint to it, which will probably disappear as soon as I put matte me- um, dull coat over it. Yeah. Which is one of the sh- the bad things about dull coat because it just flattens the, uh, the the colours on the on your paint on your model. Um, but another new technique that I've used, um, so I was kind of chuffed with that. And if you look at the artwork of of Leopold, he's he's got this huge purple hue all over him from mm. from you know from his. It's just the style of art. So I was trying to mimic that in a in a certain way as well, because there's no real reference from that for the figure apart from the piece of art in the art in the art in the um, Relic Knights book. No, it's, it, it is very it is very cool. You know. Um. So you think it's? I mean, it, you we said you know, paint what you play or paint what you want. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, you're playing a lot of Relic Knights at the moment, uh, and so you're powering through Relic Knights. Yeah, I mean, my, strangely enough, I actually want to get the whole lot painted. Um, and I think it's something that I will actually achieve, would you believe? So I'm kind of chuffed with that. However, I am aware of the fact that we've got the doubles coming up. Um, so I'm going to... I've been playing Seamus. We've got a, 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 a starter lead at Dark Sphere, League... All right, and I was thinking about Molly. Not in that way, though. And <laughs> Seamus and I, and I basically want to try using another Resomaster. Um, not that I'm bored with Yan Lo, but I kind of am as well. So that's why Ramos came out for just something different. And Seamus appeals to me, so. Right. I've been giving him a go recently. I'm really enjoying him. So I think you might find that we are going to be playing Seamus and someone. Okay. At the... The doubles, anyway. Cool. So that will be... I think once I finish Leopold, I might actually get the old Seamus metal out and start on him. You're going to do the metals, are you? Yeah, the only thing is I might have to... uh, You know that lovely... um, Madam Sybil figure that I didn't take off you yeah uh if you've still got it i'd like it please <laughs> well the metal one no the uh the plastic one that you had um, i don't know if i have a spare no. oh okay i think i may have got rid of it oh okay don't worry don't worry but there you go anyway i have a i have a spare plastic shamus though 
I'll have a, I'll have a look at the figures again and see what I think. Just saying. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. But there you go. So that yes, I may I may do the the diamond bat before Seamus, or I might do them both at the same time because that's cool. Because having the two, you know, a couple of painting projects on the go is actually quite fun as well. Because if you're involved and invested in in the figures that you're painting, you'll you'll put the work in. Yeah, I mean that's certainly what I'm doing at the moment. Yeah, you seem to be knocking around. I saw you doing Saga. Uh, you, we were talking about the fact that you're painting a flesh construct at the moment. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, well, open com. No, not open combat. Ogam stuff, I believe. As well. Yeah, yeah. I, I had such fun at the Malifo, the Tanalone doubles the other week. Um, that I went, oh, you know, let's just paint a couple of Malifaux figures. So I dug um, my Seamus out, not Seamus, um, Sebastian out, who's been sitting around waiting to be painted for a while. He's sort of been half done. Yep. And last week I sat down and I just sat down and I, I finished him off. And he is, I s- can I just say, he is absolutely gorgeous. Oh, thank you very much. You can see, yeah, I'm, you I'm, can see I am pleased with the that. love that's gone into it and the work that's gone into it. I am, I am pleased with it. It's, it's, I've managed, I think what I'm happy, the happiest with it is I managed to carry the cartoony style that I got on my McMorgan yep. through to, I'm managing to carry that through to other models with the, you know, the, the bright colours and things that they're ending up and they're ending up very bright, which I'm really liking. And that's always um, a problem when you go back to a figure that you're trying to fit into something and you haven't painted that method or that way or that sort of crew or that for a while. So yeah. there's always a risk there, I feel, that it's yeah. not going to work out. And, you know, for you, it'll end up in the stripper. Yeah, yeah. I think my... I think. Over the last year or so, I think my the way I paint has has solidified more and more around the the colours, the colours and the, the the. I don't want to say cartoony, but it is. It's actually you know it, it is and it isn't. It's the the cho- the colour choices that make it look cartoony or cartoon esque, but they are executed with uh, a huge amount of. Uh, Adeptness is, is my opinion. Well, thank you. And so anyway, I'm enjoying that. So I'm playing. I'm doing that. But then last weekend, I played a game of Saga, um, which you know you I've won. talked about on this show. Well, you, you've ruined it now. Oh, sorry. I mean, we've talked about it on the show. I love Saga. I'm rubbish at Saga. I can't even remember. You know, the dice. You know, what do I need to hit and the armor rolls and things. Poor old Pete, every time we play, has to say it's going to be fours or threes or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I did win. My first, which is the first time ever I have won at Saga. Um, we played a new scenario, or a scenario I hadn't played before, which was um, Warlord Challenge or something. The Warlord has 12 wounds. Oh, that's where they're in the centre of the board. Yeah. It's an ace game, yes. So we we played that, and it was absolutely awesome. And Pete, my f- first two rounds, my dice were dire. 
and Pete was whomping me. And then the third round, all of my dice worked. So my um, my six hearth guard went into his um, warrior unit, and there was one warrior left alive at the end of it. Um, his hearth guard were all getting out. And then I started to get my abilities working. I started to get the dice on the board, and I used the pagan rust board. And there's an ability on there that... Um, you can you just every unit on the board that isn't a warlord, so basically everything. Um, take you just take the damage, or you kill the num- amount of figures that there are based on how many fatigue they have. Yep. So sounds Pete a little had, bit like one of the uh, Norse ones, isn't it? Low, it's, low it's, key, it's, yeah. It's one of the best abilities on that board, I think. Um, because it's a late game board, you know, it's a late game thing. Once things start getting fatigued, then all of a sudden you can just start blatting them yeah. off. Um, it's nasty as so, well. Yeah. And so, well, Pete has Pete was using Irish, and they have um, champions. Okay. You de- you de- detach models out of the units, and they they have certain warlord like abilities. So um, you know they d- ignore the first hit and things. Yeah. But they don't ignore this. So you put a fatigue on them, then they just die. <laughs> Um, and I managed to kill off some units, so I was he I got him down to only having two saga dice very quickly after that. And so it was basically his war all his warlord could do was like ponce about and then I got my warlord and my hearth guard in and I did think I he had eleven wounds left and I did ten wounds to him. <laughs> taking in one round, taking him down to one, and then I attacked him again and only did four wounds to him. So he ignored the first. He ignored the first one, and then he had an ability on his battle board that enabled him to ignore another two. But that last wound he couldn't ignore, and so he cocked it. He died. Yep. And so I won. And as I'd said to Pete, I'd promised Pete if I won, then I would go and get all the flesh undercoats <laughs> on everything because about half of it had flesh undercoats on it. Yeah. And the rest of it, I mean, it's all based and under, you know, white spray undercoated, but it, the flesh wasn't painted. So I said to Pete, I said to Pete at the beginning, if I'd won, I would go and paint the rest of it. And because I won, so yesterday I uh, sat down and um, just blitzed the flesh on all of the other models. So was that a chore for you, or did you enjoy doing? No, no, I I really enjoyed it. That's good as well. Even even though you know I'm just painting flesh, and you know I've stuck the flesh in, stuck a load of water in it, and then I'm just going... And because they're barbarians, I mean, 60 70% of a model is flesh. Yeah. Um, and it was great. It took me about an hour to, to do, because um, I had the levy unit to do, which is obviously 12 models. Um, and I hadn't done any of those, so I had those to do. And then I had the odd figure to paint. On, uh, my my warlord needed his flesh done. And no, I just, I just blitzed through it, and I really enjoyed it. So now they've all got at least their flesh base coats on. So next stage will be to go through and, you know, put base coats on for the loincloths and things. And then they'll start to be getting close to, you know, being able to play outside my normal play group. And also, uh, I find that as soon as you start getting uh, more paint on something, it enthuses you to try and finish it as well. Yeah. And and that's right. I mean, Saga... Saga these days is probably the the biggest model count game that I play. Yeah. But it's still 
16, 16 and another 12, 28, 41 models. That's it. Yep. It's... Um, one of the units I reuse in my OGAM force. So I'm double, you know, double they're pulling double there. duty. Yeah. Um, and the other thing that I, one of the things I really like about what the Saga force that I'm using is they're all individual models. There's no duplicate models. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's about, right. Yeah. You were saying, I think there's about seven or eight different manufacturers in them. Because they're just barbarians, so the Hearthguard are just barbarian character models from loads of different ranges. So there's, you're not doing that repetitive rank and, army rank ca- army painting. painting. Yeah, yeah, it's it's all characters, and I've got a flesh technique down that gives good results. It doesn't give brilliant results. But it gives good results at a decent speed. And certainly on tabletop looks more than fine. Um, so that's that. And the other thing I've been doing is my Ogham stuff. I've been painting, you know, Thor gets picked up maybe once every two or three days and I put a, another color on him or another layer of highlights and stuff. I'm tra- at the moment, I'm trying to pluck up the courage to do some freehand on him. You could always uh, practice that on uh, paper, I suppose. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. But I was talking to Dwayne about it, because Dwayne does a lot of freehand yes, on his Yes, his painting is actually nice as well. Yeah, it's very good. It's, I don't think it, it, it photographs particularly well. I think it looks much better in real life than it does on his photographs. He needs to... Uh... Increase the exposure or mm, have a lot more possibly. light. Yeah, because it does look a bit flashy sometimes, his photos. Um, but he I, he does a he does a great job. And um, I was talking to him about freehand because he does a lot of it. And he was saying, no, you just just go for it because you, you, you'll you get it done. So I'm, I'm tempted because Thor's got the big insight. As you look at the figure, there's a massive inside of the cape. Yep. And so I was thinking of painting various Norse symbols and things on the inside of the cape. So um, I, I you know. would, I mean, I've, I've not really, I've done very little freehand. Um, and I, I would suggest that you have to be careful about where you place it so that if you do get uh, cheesed off with it, that you can easily cover it up. Well, that's why I'm thinking of painting it now because there's very few layers on that cape at the moment, so... If it all goes horribly wrong, I can just scrape that off. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. I because I'm just playing lots of things, and I just want to paint lots of things. I really want to paint my Wrath of King stuff, but um, I'm I'm being sensible about it as well. I want to paint my Wrath of King stuff as well. I mean, I've done the one test. I've done one test model of a werewolf that um, is about two thirds done. That I'm pretty happy with, but I'm playing Wrath. Of, I'm going to play Wrath of Kings later this week, so that will probably enthuse me to to do some more of that. We've got uh, club day at the club this week, this Sunday. Yes, well, I, I have um, Mr. Matt Spooner's gaming extravaganza, so I'll be playing um, 
Ogam and possibly Rafikins. Like well, possibly Rafikins. Um, but certainly Ogam and uh, Malifaux. Uh, maybe some fistful of kung fu as well. I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that uh, you enjoyed the doubles because uh, I think the event in itself was really was a really well run event, and I think also that uh, it was very noticeable the the atmosphere and the um, the attitude of players in, in and there were so many people having such a good laugh and smiling really. It was it was brilliant. I cannot I, I cannot say enough how much I enjoyed it. It felt like. The tournaments that we went to two, three years ago. Yeah, it felt like a, an old WPS tournament sort of thing, didn't it? Yeah, it was absolutely brilliant. You can, the next time you guys do one, we will be there. Okay. Um, because I just, I just thought it was, I just thought it was brilliant. It was really nice. I really enjoyed the atmosphere. I really enjoyed the fact that we all went to the pub afterwards. Yep. And just hung out. And had a chat. I mean, you know, people wouldn't stay for that long because you know. I, I had a beer after you went as well. You had an alcoholic beverage. I had an alcoholic beverage because they they did um, the, the IPA that you like. All right. Bull, uh, bulldog is it? I don't know which one. The I blue, like many IPAs. The blue. Uh, Dukas. Bull, bull, blue. Anyway, yeah, it was there, so I thought it might be Dukas. I can't remember. Oh, well, I I couldn't have done a, a beer anyway. Yeah, it would have made you sleepy on the way home. Well, yes, driving back after drinking would be bad. Uh, well, yeah, only one, so it's all right. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> here we go. See, Conrad's condoning drinking and driving, everybody. Oh, that no. was Conrad Gonsalves. I can give you his address if you want. <laughs> so, yeah, so, again... I think it's it's a fool's daily message. Paint what you want. Yep. And hopefully and will... you get things done as well. Yeah. So I think I'll go and paint now. <laughs> so am I. I'm painting whilst we whilst we talk. Okay. Well. Whilst we paint, whilst we paint, I'm Mike. And I'm I'm Conrad. No, you're not. You're Elizabeth. Elizabeth. <laughs> we'll speak to you soon. Bye bye. You can contact Fools Daily on Twitter, we're at Fools Underbar Daily, or via email, foolsdaily at outlook.com. <laughs>